Welcome to episode two of Save Nightlife, a visual podcast presented by Egg London, hosted by myself, Ben Malone, highlighting the desperate situation that faces venues like Egg all around the UK currently due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Venues like Egg have been unable to trade normally since March 2020, almost a year, making running and maintaining a functioning business nearly impossible. With support from the Nighttime Industries Association and the Music Venues Trust, Egg has launched a crowdfunder campaign to prevent the club from being forced to permanently close. You can find out more information about this crowdfunder and including a link to donate below this video. This series has been launched to raise awareness of the cultural importance of venues like Egg and the situations facing them currently. And in episode two, I am really excited to be joined by house music royalty. Sam Devine and Jess Bays are in the building. What How's it going, is girls? good? <laughs> what is good? How are you both? Well, this is the most exciting thing that I've done in a in in a long time. So yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's a nice distraction <laughs> from my head in um, like Twitch and radio shows I've got coming out of my ears. So no, th thanks for having us on. It's 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 a really really important um, topic and conversation. You know, Egg is one of my favorite favorite clubs. So yeah, anything to help those guys out. Love them guys down there. Yeah, man. Same for me. We, I think both of our journeys kind of started at Egg, so it'd be really nice to do something for them and just hopefully they can keep their doors open. Yeah, for sure. So well, let's kind of jump straight into it. You both touched on um, Egg being a key venue for your careers. When did it start with you and Egg and how, like, what was your first kind of Egg experience? Oh my God. It was that long ago. I can't even remember. It just feels like I'm part of the furniture <laughs> at Egg. I can actually go way back before that. Like Ali B, obviously, who like heads up Egg. He actually was one of the people that the first promoters that ever gave me my first show. And it was actually in like the fourth room at Sin um, on a Thursday night. So Ali, I mean, Ali and I have been friends for such a long time. I, I'm not even sure if like if egg was like open then I'm not sure. I mean, this is way back that I'm going now, but it's just, you know, egg for me was like a very good introduction club when I first moved to London. Um, and Ali has just always been so supportive. You know, um, Jess and I, we both run divine sounds nights there. Um, and it's such a family affair. And that's why I've probably, you know, been so loyal to them for like 15 plus years. Yeah. I think for me, I started to discover Egg when I was tour managing for Sam because um, that's where a lot of her first shows were. And yeah, we caused some mayhem in that club, especially that beautiful <laughs> green room upstairs. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, it's such a great club. And I think a lot of DJs owe, owe them something because they are the one that will give you a chance. So even yeah. if it's on a ticket-based selling show or they, then they then book you as, an, as a headliner. Yeah, we just, all of us got a lot to owe them. Yeah, and I think sure. it's also great that they, you know, they're 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 renowned for being an international, you know, nightclub as well. Yeah, you know, for they, sure. they fly, you know. I, I mean, I've played many times with Spen from Baltimore. You know, it's like when no one else was really kind of booking him. You know, you know, they're so forward thinking with with their bookings as well, um, which you know just just gives that extra kind of. We well, you know people that wouldn't have maybe heard an international or an American DJ. You know, you're going to hear them at Egg. I think the crowd as well is quite international in there as well. Yeah. It's, it's a bit similar to like ministry. You, you go there and it's people from all over the country will, will be in that in those rooms. And it's 
it's just so nice to have a different you don't know who you're going to meet on the dance floor and egg yeah for sure yeah i was going to say that we touch on it dj's kind of owing that venue a lot i think it's for a lot of people especially kind of in the london area it's it's their first experience of a proper rave yeah yeah it okay. does feel like a proper rave as well. You know, you've got your garden. You kind of feel like you're in Ibiza for a moment as well. You know, you could be, are you in <laughs> are you in London or are you in Ibiza? I mean, and they do, they do the best the best afters as well. <laughs> yeah, mate. How many times have we been in that green room until the oh, sun is shining? Literally, literally. <laughs> but what I love about yeah, what I love about them is that like going back to it just being a family affair, you know, you you know, I know the door picker, that you know, the guy that does the guest list, and then you know, the the cloakroom staff and then the the bar staff and then the management, the promoters, you know, just just and then even when, you know. Um, they've got their own uh, cab hire firm as well. You know, it's like, look after Sam, make sure she gets home okay. So you're looked after from literally the moment that you rock up to the door until the moment you actually walk through your door at home as well. And you don't you don't get that anymore with, with clubs, no. not so much anyway, but with Egg, they really, really look after you as a punter and also as an artist as well. And it's not just you, it's like whoever you're rolling with, you know, get a table or a bottle or whatever, you know, they really, really do yeah. look after you. And that's the yeah. reason why you know they've been one of my favorite clubs for many many years now i think that's why we did divine sounds there as well yeah. like there wasn't ever really a, an, another club we were going to go and launch the label at and it sure, was yeah. it was the perfect place to do it because we saw i'm pretty sure we sold out the first one and it was yeah. it, we had the coolest lineup we had like it was like grant nelson yeah. harris and lloyd like it was just it was just sick yeah and sam you you kind of touched on the full list of people that you know you said kind of like a family there but that's I guess kind of one thing that people might not really appreciate is the number of people that are on the books of these venues who are reliant on these venues. And it's not just egg here. This is kind of across the yeah. UK. Yeah. You have such a wide range of people employed by these clubs that are now kind of out of work or struggling for work. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough time to be running a venue. Oh, no, absolutely. You know, and, and, and it's a worldwide problem, you know, fr from like the small promoters right up to the, you know, the, the festival promoters as well. It's so sad what's happening in our industry, you know, when we're pretty much nearly a year in of being out of a job, which is just insane. You know, when I used to have one weekend off, I'd be itching to get back out there. And now we've had like 10 months off. It's just crazy but you know like we're saying it, it it's affecting everyone it's not just the artists it's down to you know the glass collectors the toilet attendants the, the you know the cloak attendants it's just it's everyone and we're just we're just not getting the help or you know the recognition from um from our from our government and it's just it's sad because people are going to start losing their houses nightclubs are going to start shutting down um yeah, I mean, people that have worked really, really hard in this industry for a really, really long time, you know, I, I hats off to everyone because I don't know how everyone's surviving. You know, I, th I think I just think the music industry was such a strong community. You know, we're not really moaning that much. You know, we're just trying to stay positive and, and staying positive for our communities and for our fan bases, because, you know, it. like I've said to Jess many occasions, you know, if, if we go down, then we've got, you know, you know, a few yeah. thousand people underneath us that, that we're going to bring those people down as well. So, you know, even when I don't want to get out of bed, but I've still got to record my radio show or I really don't want to record a live stream, you know, you just got to put on that smile and just do it. And I don't think yeah. people realise like what actually you know what our it is? industry it's is the, going through. 
it's what goes on behind a live stream as well. Like, there's, yeah. I don't think people realise, even if we're doing it from home, there's so it's they're so time consuming and stuff, and we have to really build ourselves up to do it because yeah. we're playing in our house that we've been stuck in for nine months now, and it's it's really hard. I, I know we struggle. Like, it's hard to get the motivation to get on and do it, but then. Davina always tells me like we do have that community that we need to keep uplifted and sometimes yeah. when it's hard to get out of bed like you that's what drives you to get out of bed knowing that it's not about you it's you're putting a smile on so many other people's faces of all age ranges from all over the world so I think that's one thing that keeps us strong I think and these yeah. are people that kind of would normally be in the club so they are exactly. they're missing out on like their kind of maybe biggest weekend hobby like so, yeah. so yeah, totally. So we kind of touched on, you know, the live streams and stuff. Obviously, it's been probably the weirdest 10, 12 months of most DJs' career. Yeah. How have you both Literally. found it? What have you kind of been doing? Um, for me, I've just been producing. That's all I've chucked myself into. Um, and over the last 12 months, I've been really lucky to put out some some great records and they've, they've responded well. Um, I think my track, Hold On, was put out at the right time because the lyrics are sort of what is going on right now it's just holding on to whatever you want to chase in life and just not giving up during tough times and I think I owe a lot to that record for connecting with with the people around the world and I think that's why now my next track Love We Had is connected as well because people are seeing that I'm not just putting out club bangers they're actually something that has a bit of meaning to them and I've been just literally channeling all of my energy into that throughout lockdown. I, I think if it wasn't for production, I'd be in a totally different space, headspace as well. Yeah. Do you, do you think that in a strange way, the pandemic has almost helped your production by kind of forcing you into the studio? percent. Like there's no doubt in my mind, if it wasn't for us having nothing to do, I probably wouldn't have fallen in love with it as much as I have because before I was just, I was a DJ. And for me, I would never thought I wanted to do anything else other than just play music. And then, have that stripped away from me kind of made me have to look for creativity elsewhere and I'm so thankful for it in that in that sense aside obviously from people getting ill and poorly I owe a lot to a lockdown and having that nine months to just do nothing but learn so yeah that for me that was a good thing yeah and it seems like I mean Sam I'm sure you've probably seen it from the label side as well so many producers have just been head down making music feels like we could be in for a good year or so of, of releases. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously I, I've got two radio shows a week. I've got my Kiss show um, and I've got my Defected show. And there, for me personally, there's so much good music coming through. Um, I do believe that people are probably sat on their club bangers. But my thing is like just make another one, put it out and just make another one ready for when we go back to the clubs. You know, it's like, yeah. it seems to be this common theme, like, oh, I'm going to wait until the clubs open. It's like, we don't know when that is and people still need to connect with music. I mean, like I said, there is some really good um, music coming through it and connecting. You know, I literally spend all day, every day going through promos or, you know, record shopping or whatever. So, you know, there's a definitely enough music for me to fill um, three hours of radio every week and still keep it fresh and still keep it current. Um, there was a time when I first kind of, when we first went into lockdown is that I was just going through all my old um, slapper cases with all my old CDs. Cause I felt like, you know, the more kind of what I call forgotten gems was connecting way more than, than, um, you know, current music. But now I think it, it's a nice balance. Um, 
I mean, we've kind of held off putting music out on the label at the moment just because in terms of demo, they're not as strong as they were last summer. But there's all different. Christmas at the beginning of the year anyway I mean you know it's common knowledge between artists you know you kind of spend the winter making music and then you put it out in the summer so I'm hoping people will kind of you know step up on that and, and put their club records out for the summer because people still want to hear music you know streaming is through the roof right now you know YouTube um, is through the roof right now and these are what the kids are listening to they're not really buying music they're streaming music um so yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm really happy with with you know the current climate with the music that's coming through. I think it's great. Um, can it be better? Of course, but also I think you know it's it's good to note that you know a lot of artists that I've been speaking to are having kind of like writer's block as well because you're not on the dance floor, you're not soaking up the energy. Um, yeah. So and then you also you can't road test your records. I mean, I've been road testing a lot of Jesses on my live streams. So, you know, we we've built up a good a good thing for well, live streams. Actually, I actually owe the success of love we had to you playing uh, it on the defected stream. Like it, it's true though, because so. defe defected did the street and um, have led the streams for like for the last oh, six yeah, months. Sure. They've just gone yeah. above and beyond with the production and stuff and then mm. For you to be playing that track before like you were the only person that had it for yeah. six months and for you championing it i know you can make or break a record so yeah big ups thank you for doing well, that, no, that one. but also credit where credit's due if it was rubbish i wouldn't be playing it it's only because it's a banger that i literally we're, played a great team. We're, we're a great team it's a great team you guys <laughs> should work together <laughs> yeah literally incoming <laughs> i mean i mean I, you know i've got so much admiration and respect for jess like she is such a hard worker obviously i've been there since like day one of her career and you know the little bit of the background where you know jess was my tour manager for two years while she was putting herself through dj school you know she's done it the right way and and she had to find her sound you know you've been through everything the disco vibe you know you're into like the dubstep and drummer bass so you're into like house garage everything i owe that i owe that mindset to how you brought me in like seeing how you just have relentless drive is what has given me relentless drive because i'm just like you just drummed into my head that you don't want it. Like, there's so, it's so easy to just make a track and then all of a sudden you're at the top of all the headlines. But then it was you that drummed into me that it's about the journey. And now yeah. I, I fully understand that because I've had the journey over the last 12 months, just finding my feet. And it's been so much more enjoyable than I thought yeah. it was going to be just shooting to the top. Because then yeah. where's the fun in that? You haven't been grafting for it. Well, the, the, the quicker you rise, the quicker you fall. That's what they say. Exactly. So, yeah. I, and I, I actually, I get it. I yeah. understand it. <laughs> I, I taught on, you I well, it. young Jedi. Yes, you did. You did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> well, Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, and we touched on the importance of, of live streams for breaking new music. Obviously, that kind of role is, is traditionally fulfilled by DJs in clubs, playing stuff, road yeah. testing it out. Yeah. Do you think that that has kind of in the last 12 months has live streaming been like an adequate replacement for that or do you think that a lot of tracks have kind of been lost or not had their full kind of opportunity? <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely, because not everyone is doing live streams. Live streams aren't for everyone, you know. Yeah. I was kind of like, you know, thrown in, thrown into it at the deep end. I mean, literally within three weeks of us being locked down, you know, defected were in ministry, and I was playing to an empty club, and I was like, 
what this is crazy but now now it's flipped and you get excited oh, to play oh to an empty God, club i love it because it's not in your house <laughs> yeah literally yeah anything outside of my house like it got to a stage where like we were doing so many live streams we i was just sick to death of them but then yeah you know then i went into ministry did that and it just kind of gave my love for it again but you know it isn't for everyone it's very weird playing to your phone camera when you're not really playing to anyone but knowing that really you're playing to thousands of people you know so you have to be on top form and you know like um you know jess and i both said sometimes you just don't want to do it but you've got to kind of like you know put your big girl socks on pull them up and just get on with there um but i mean i also think that it's switched to radio as well a lot of yeah. a lot of the focus is switched to, to radio like you'll notice there's a lot of um underground artists are now all of a sudden making the more commercial stuff because that is where right. it's gone to. Like you said, right. streaming, everything's switched to streaming now and everybody's not gunning for your Jamie Joneses to play your track in the club. You're gunning for Danny Howard, you yeah. guys to be playing it on radio because that's now where everybody's listening to your music. So it's just, just adjusting, isn't it? It's just a whole different ball game now at the minute. Yeah. And that's one thing that I think, you know, all DJs and producers should be really proud of is that we have adjusted, we have adapted um, and, and, and we've just got on with it, you know, and, and that proves like a massive testament to, again, to our industry and even more so why the government should, you know, help us and help our nightclubs, you know, from closing nightclubs that have been, you know, a staple in so many people's lives. Um, and we're just not, we're just not getting heard, you know, we can do, I mean, Jess is a, a, a an activist in that way, you know, um, which is amazing. You know what? It's, it's funny you say that it's about us getting heard. I think the, one of the most powerful protests I did was when we did dip for We Make Events and we stood outside the, the um, House of the Parliament in total silence. There was thousands of us just stood in silence. And I feel like that is the most powerful thing to be in such a loud industry. We, de we were standing there saying nothing. We weren't writing. We weren't yeah. doing all this crazy stuff that a lot of people are doing. We were just literally standing there saying, just help us. And still, I don't think we've been taken seriously. Like, I'm pretty sure that we could have, we could pull up some sound systems outside the House of Parliament. <laughs> like, like I have been involved in, I have jumped on the back of a, a Range Rover and played outside <laughs> 10 Downing Street. But even that, the police supported us and they guided us through like Leicester Square. And it was just, I feel like they just need to just respect us a little bit more. Like we're not, we're not going about it in a horrible way. We're just saying, help us because we've, yeah. a lot of us have worked too hard for this to just end up doing nothing. And I think and it's really sad seeing people having to go back to, to office jobs and stuff. It's heartbreaking. Well, even, you know, even for the ravers, it's like, you know, I met all my best friends on a dance floor in Ibiza, you oh, know, absolutely. it's like, you know, bonds are being created, friendships are being created, you know, it's like, you know, I'm married to a DJ, like it's, you know, it's the ravers as well, because, you know, you do need that release if you're stuck in a crappy nine to five job that you hate. And then you look forward to going out at the weekends and, and just having that release. You need that for, you know, your, your, your mental health and for your sanity and people now more than ever are just having to rave in their front rooms. And it's not the same. Let's not get it twisted. It really isn't the same, you know. To not have the that same connection. unless it's in your front room with that sound well, system. Well, yeah. <laughs> Clubhouse. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, um, before we went into lockdown, it was when we had a little bit of a break. Um, 
Davino let me have like an Ariana Grande concert in our living room. <laughs> like, like, I had a wig on, I had a hat on because she's got this massive boombox and I literally oh, felt like I was just oh. there. I was like, I feel like I'm back at an event. It's amazing. It was a beautiful <laughs> feel. Like we had all the, like, all the hue lights, disco lights going and it was so, like, I'm not a huge fan, but literally my heart was just like, oh my God, she actually feels like she's at a concert. Like, <laughs> I just, I just done my life. It was amazing. Like, it was absolutely on amazing. Tap, like, yeah. oh, it was brilliant. <laughs> My my house is definitely the party house where we can party again. I can't wait. As much as Hatcher doesn't like it, it's tough. Yeah, he hasn't like, got that's, a choice. That's where we party. He ain't got a choice. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess this kind of this is emphasizes the importance of you know being able to have a a party, being able to have a little dance yeah. in your house. Like if you guys are doing it, so are people all around the country. Of course, of course, and yeah. People need that release, and at the moment, as I said, this is kind of like botch job in your in your living room and yeah great as your living room sounds sam like yeah. it's not a club <laughs> and it's not the same experience that people who as you said are working like nine to five longer yeah. even and kind of like need that social release that Absolutely. and it's just it's, it's been there's a massive mental health toll of this pandemic and of yeah. these regulations it's a pandemic people. in itself at the yeah. moment i think yeah it's just nuts how it's it's at the end of last year it was really low point for me because it was like we got back to having clubs but we thought that oh yeah we and I know it was the same for me and Sam we had shows coming in for New Year's Christmas around that and we thought brilliant we're going to actually be able to start seeing people and of course the financial side of it we're going to start actually making some money again yeah. because we've just there's not been much help from the government and then all of a sudden we went back into lockdown and now we're back here again it's like it does play with your mind because you get excited to sort of things are actually moving and then Boris comes on the TV and then that's it for another three months. It's like, it's, it's torture. It's absolute torture. Yeah. yeah, literally. It's almost been like the sort of false hope of it, isn't it? The first lockdown <laughs> was new. Everyone was kind of like, okay, we'll just do this together and then it'll be all right. We're coming like, up a whole year now. Like yeah. that's a whole year. that, And I feel sorry for anybody that's turned 18 this year. Like that to me was when you go out, even if you go to like a little Oceana club, you're still getting to discover going out and that's been, They've lost a whole year of that. It's just, it sucks. It sucks. And there will be people now who have become so accustomed to not going to a club that will probably just now never go again. Jam at home in their yeah, slippers. Yeah. Why not? Amen. Amen. <laughs> There's so much free music. I just need to start charging for everything, you know. It's like we've given away so much free music this, like last year, coming into this year as well. It's just insane. But do you know what? It's like I get, I mean, I get regular DMs um, weekly saying like how much the live streams have saved them and, yeah. you know, they've been in a really, really dark place and how much music has helped them. And, and um, that is that is why we keep going. You know, you get a message like that and you're like, God, how can I be sad when, you know, I, I'm I'm so fortunate. I've got a roof over my head. I've got a working studio. I've got a full setup upstairs, which literally is like a nightclub. Um you know, a, a massive garden. We had garden parties last year and just uh, obviously when we could, when we were allowed. Um, so, you know, I'm so fortunate. You know, Jess has got her flat and, you know, she's producing. And so we're very, very fortunate. But, you know, for the people that were maybe up and coming, you know, I couldn't imagine being a bedroom DJ and you just kind of had your first gig and then 
Yeah, no. a pandemic happens, you're just like going back to being an Amazon driver. Not, not there's anything wrong with being an Amazon driver. Yeah. I might have to actually apply to be an Amazon driver if this carries on the way it's going. Well, it was really, <laughs> was a really sad thing on yeah. Instagram the other day. I saw uh, Patrick Nazimi having to sell his car and he posted it all on Instagram. It's just heartbreaking that that's yeah. where we're at. It's yeah. just like you said earlier, Sal, I don't know how some people are surviving. I yeah. don't know. I don't understand crazy absolutely mm. crazy but you know like i said we are in a great position um, yeah it will come back round. imagine when when the doors do open again we're gonna be like i want to go back to having the weekend off <laughs> literally i'm gonna be wearing i'm gonna be wearing my slippers to my gigs like legit. <laughs> legit i haven't got out of my slippers in like literally 10 months they've been glued to my feet yeah but at least your pajama game has now come correct when oh, it's I, know, right? <laughs> I know come on you've got me into pajamas you've got me into pajamas and i'm not that girl <laughs> I think half the country's got into pyjamas over, over the course of the last 12 months. <laughs> my my pyjama and Ugg slippers are on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad we could laugh, guys. I really do. You know, it's just like, you know, my mum says to me, if you can have one laugh a day, then it's been a good day. And that's all you can do because it's literally, I'm going to cry or I'm going to laugh, you know. It's like, <laughs> oh... But anyway, we're talking about egg. <laughs> egg. <laughs> so I, w- I want to actually talk about something that is 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 very much uh, linked to egg, but is not directly about egg. It's a it's yep. quite a kind of touchy subject within our industry. These kind of illegal raves that have been going on. What what are the thoughts on these? Obviously, there's on one side there's a kind of nostalgic. Oh, like no. you know, back in the day, rave scene thing, which some people seem to be fully embracing. But there's also kind of a the obviously current. You're in a pandemic uh, situation. I personally, um, I can kick this off. I don't agree with them in the slightest. You've got all of us that are actually waiting for for clubs yeah. to come back. You've got the government looking at us basically in disgust that we are that there are people putting these raves on. There are so many people attending them where you, they're going to be spreading the virus so much. It's like, the, of course, it's making the public look at us like, why would we help your industry yeah. when you clearly don't respect the rules? And it's, I just, I'm not for them at all. I don't think they're right. And, and anybody that is promoting them, I just, not a good look, I don't think. And I'm, I can, I will openly say that. I don't think it's fair at all that they're happening. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I totally agree as well. I also say, say each to their own, but I just think they are so dangerous. Like you've got kids yeah. going to them. They're not, they're not properly manned by, you know, security. Okay. They probably do have security, but you know, I don't know. I just think it's so dangerous. I mean, I used to go free party raving back in the day. It's not back in the day. It's 2021. Like it's And it's not even free party game. raving. They're charging you 30 quid on yeah. the door. And also, let you know, let's have it right. Drugs in the 90s were a lot more cleaner. Um, you know, you've got drugs now. We just don't know. You know, you've got rat poison in them. You know, you've got you've got girls being raped. You've got kids overdosing. You've just got all these things that just doesn't happen in nightclubs, you know. And There's it's just, no support. Like you haven't got your medical staff there. That yeah. to me is something why I love clubs because People don't even realise every club's got a medical tent and a medical room. They've always got ambulance staff on site for if, unfortunately, something does go wrong with people experimenting with drugs. And it's just, 
they're just so dangerous they're so dangerous yeah, they are dangerous and also you know the DJs if, if you know if you are super desperate to play out I get that I'm super desperate to play out I was a you know just a wait. world touring DJ that was playing in America in Asia in Australia in Europe in the UK Ibiza like all over the world there's no one more desperate to get out back out doing what I love than what I am do you know what I mean but I'm sitting you know sitting tight charge a blimmin zoom party or something you know it's just there's there's so many other ways that you can do it but like i said each to their own if that's your vibe i'm not going to judge you that is your vibe but for me personally and jess we spoke about this quite a lot um you know they're just i actually nearly folded and did one like towards the end of last year because there was it was like you're watching a lot of people doing them and and you because so many people are attending them (laughs) Yeah, they look amazing. But then, and that's that's exactly why I was like, oh, I'm going to do one. And then I actually sat back and I was like, hold on a sec. No, you're not. You're not encouraging yeah. that at all. And that's, yeah, it was, it's it's hard because we want to play so bad. And then when you see some of these raves going off, especially the warehouse ones, they look insane. But then mm. you need to think back to what's going on behind the scenes. There's no, there's no safety involved in them at all. And a lot yeah. of them don't even have toilets. And we're trying to stop germs spreading. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I just think, I just think, you know, the biggest thing is that it's kind of prolonging our industry to get back. Absolutely, you made such a valid point where you know, you know, police are rocking up, shutting down these raves, and they're just thinking, well, you're not taking it seriously, so you can just go to the back of the pile when there's like thousands of DJs waiting to get out there, and then there's a few DJs that are just kind of ruining it for everyone else. That's it. It yeah, really agreed. is a kind of minority that are yeah are ruining it for the rest of us because it's as you said it's it's not just the kind of pandemic safety aspect is the all the elements that are catered for in a club or in a properly organized festival that don't exist at these parties so they just wear your mask and stay at home yeah just (laughs) wait it out man just wait it out we're all waiting it out we've come a year in we're a year in the finish line is so close (laughs) just stay in guys please Um, so we talk about these parties being kind of outside. These aside, kind of, I, I guess as we approach festival season, organised legal festival season, obviously the big news dropped last week that Glastonbury is not going to go ahead. A massive blow for festival lovers and music fans everywhere. Yeah. I just feel like with Glasgow, it was the right thing not to do it because Glastonbury is about the amount of people there and it's about the getting dirty when you're camping and stuff. Exactly. You, it's another world you get lost in. And to do that social distance, I feel, would just take away what Glastonbury stands for. So I oh, think with sure. that one, it's definitely the right thing to just wait until they can actually do it, not having to social distance. Hopefully we get to that point. Yeah. I mean, I don't think any, if I'm being totally honest, any UK festivals are going to happen this summer. I think Europe will open up first. You know, Croatia was one of the first ones to open up. I mean, I'm praying that Defected Croatia goes ahead this summer. It looks like it looks pretty promising. Um, I don't think we will have an Ibiza season. If it does, it'll be much later on in the summer. And I've kind of written this year off, if I'm honest. Um, and yeah. I've kind of made peace with that as well. I mean, if we get back in Q4, excellent. If we don't, it's definitely going to be at the beginning of 2020. Um yeah, it's it's a tough one, but I've kind of, you know, I, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying self-development and working on myself. Um, you know, I've got a life coach that I check in with every week. You know, I've I've picked up my kind of producing hat back on now as well, making records and I 
Yeah, there's so yeah. Hopefully, um, there's just so much. There's so much still that you know to keep you busy. So, you know, for DJ going, oh, there's nothing going. On. Well, get do a Zoom party, do a Twitch party, start a record label, start a radio show. Like these things, you can do these things for free. You don't need money to set these things up. So, you know, okay, if you want to, you know, um, put on an illegal raid, there's other ways of making money. I also think touching back on the, the festival side of things. There are a few social distance festivals that I think will go That's ahead great, this year. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, people people might not like them, but, and this was the same as last summer when we were doing them. I had to, me and my manager sat down because I was playing them and I was coming off feeling rubbish. Like I wasn't, I just felt like I was playing rubbish and I wasn't connecting with the crowd because they weren't close to me because obviously everyone's distanced so much. And my manager actually said to me, like, it's not about you. All these people have finally been able to come out and do something, even if it's social distance. You just got to flip your mind and look at it. It's VIP raving. You don't even got to get up to get a drink. They bring it to you now. So <laughs> it's just enjoy it for what it is. And it was ever since then, I was like, you're so right. Like, play. And I was almost scared to play a, like a proper housey set, like banging stuff, because I'm so used to now radio stuff. It was like, it was adjusting. But then when you actually go for it, like seeing like Patrick Toppin, Salados do the tech house stuff, it's going off. It's absolutely going off because people want to hear it. So it's like, I think it's going to be like that again this year. Like there'll be pop-up festivals with like 2000 cap. And it's amazing if we can get to do that. It's bloody brilliant. Yeah. 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 Sam, we talk about, you mentioned quickly Ibiza. It sounds like you're pretty negative about the chances of an Ibiza season. There was kind of lots of umming and ahhing towards the end of last year. Are we going to get anything? Are we going to get nothing? And it kind of ended up in nothing, didn't it? Yeah. Expecting That's the, the same for this I mean, year, I, then. Yeah, Ocean I don't Beach think gave I, it a good go, but yeah, they did give it a good go. They did. <laughs> I don't think it's more like being negative. It's more like um, you know, just being kind of real because people just keep getting getting their hopes up, including Ursh. You know, it's like, oh my god, we're gonna. You know, I was meant to do a party on New Year's Day, and then that got cancelled. Then I was meant to do something in Bristol, then that got cancelled, and then it's just like, so now, unless I actually, if I've got that. If I've got my boarding pass in my hand and I'm actually on the plane, that's when I will believe it, like legit. So, I mean, I've spoken to, I actually spoke to um, Simon Dunmore yesterday and he was saying, you know, we might have a season um, at the end of July. And then literally today, Boris has just gone on and said, you know, furloughs extended, lockdowns extended. So it's like, so now I just, I don't, I just don't believe anything anymore. Like I said, unless I'm sat on that plane and I've got a boarding ticket for Ibiza in my hands, I'm just not going to believe it. Um, Because I think, you know, the worst thing you can do is just get your hopes up because I feel like at the moment it's like one step forward and then just 10 back every time. You know, I was meant to be playing in Dubai in two weeks' time and then... um, last week you know, the, now gone yeah, no more no live way. music yeah, but you no know what I feel like that, that was coming man yeah. that was coming oh, that was all coming. the influencers ruined that for us <laughs> god Mental. damn Zed listers <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly so I mean I mean I think we're definitely going to have to rely on social distancing at festivals obviously they're not going to be at full capacity um, we might have a festival kind of September October onwards there's talks of that um, I mean socially distanced parties 
they're not great. I mean, who so wants what's, to see? What's, yeah, what's the what's the vibe on on these parties? They they are you know so is, different it to the kind of essence. Depends if you get a good venue or not. Yeah, <laughs> well, you have yeah. a little bit of leeway. <laughs> yeah, well, and what the, what the security like? I mean, I had yeah. such a good run of socially distance parties last year. I, I felt yeah. like I was really really lucky because my first one at Night Tales, um, like literally on the Sunday, then on the Monday they kind of um, you couldn't have like eight people at table. I mean, it was wild. It was an amazing day, and and it really didn't. <laughs> feel like we were in the middle of a pandemic like legit everyone was and and then I came off the decks and I was like oh my god that was really um that was really bad because I wasn't like walking through with my mask on we just completely forgot but it was so nice just to forget that we were in a pandemic but then then I've done another one and literally you know you can stand up and you know you could just be getting your phone out of your pocket and security or you sit down and it's just it's soul destroying you know we have to get on the mic and go please guys can you sit down that to me is not what partying is about like I don't want to be playing at those kind of parties like it it just doesn't you know and the vault um, luckily I just did the last one as well and you know there was a really good sound system so that helped but I mean yeah, still have that, a, there's a lot of them a lot of them are having to be restricted sound now and just like the sound yeah. is I feel like one one people that really nailed it was Love Juice team at, uh, at E1 when they went back inside it was they had the full setup in there and it was one thing it it actually felt like a rave, even though you had to sit down, the music levels were loud and it was like, it it felt like a rave. Yeah, for sure. And it was, and that's important to give that back to people and people, if they want to party that much and if they want to be out, they'll respect it and sit down and get on with what we have to get on with for the minute. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it's just, it's just going to take, you know, a few times of people going to socially distanced parties to, you know, to know the drill because people yeah, like, are then rude to the security. Like, I'm not sitting down. You're like, well, you, you are, you bruv, because you've got to sit down. Like, that, that, <laughs> that's the drill. You know what I mean? If you don't like it, there's the door. Do you know what I mean? It's like, Literally. you know, busting our balls on it and, and it's just the way it is. But people do still want to go out. They do still want to like, feel like they're in a kind of, well, it's, it's more of a pub environment. Obviously, it's not a club environment, but you know what? Do I'll never moan ever again about somebody sweating you touch me in a rave I will never moan yeah. now that's all I want I'm not like, standing on my come, kicks come next to me let's do this I'll never moan ever again it, it does feel like standing are... on my brand new Jordans <laughs> <laughs> It does feel like we're all going to return to normal raving whenever that may be with like such a yeah. kind of renewed excitement about it. It's going to be so yeah. overwhelming. I, I genuinely feel like the first time I step back into a club, I'm going to cry my eyes out just because I'm like, I've missed this. So, and you don't, I feel like maybe we didn't realize how much we rely on it ourselves to, to keep happy. It's, that's our passion. And we're so lucky that we actually get to be able to call this a job because it's not a job, is it? It's you're we're doing something that we love every single day, and it wasn't until it was stripped back and taken away from a lot of us that we realised this is literally like my livelihood, and it's 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 what makes me get out of bed in the morning and keep driving. Bro, we cry at socially distance parties. We're going to be Let's in floods of tears when we go back to class. Wait, every, I think every, Thanks for coming, every single, guys. Thanks every for coming. single one of yours. I've cried at every single social distance party you've done. Literally. I'm in that toilet going, oh, it's so overwhelming. Everyone's like, what is going on? I'm like, I don't know. Get bays and box of Kleenex hey, in the bloody boat. I'm going to be literally cowering in the corner when we go back into, a, into fabric or something. I'll be like, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God love <sake>. it. <laughs> 
we're such girls. <laughs> I know we're such girls. <laughs> I reckon. Oh, I reckon the geezers are going to be uh, shedding be, a tear or two when well. we get yeah, back. Hundred percent. So, come on. I want to just kind of bring it back to egg and and venues. Um, kind of at the moment, what would be the kind of cultural loss to our UK scene if venues like Egg weren't to reopen after this pandemic? Oh, it will be catastrophical. You know, it's like, it's church for some people, you know, it's where they go and just, just go and just lose themselves on the dance floor. And, and if nightclubs shut, where else are people going to go that, illegal raves that isn't the answer you know we've already you know we've already touched base on how dangerous those are um oh my God, I'm so sorry. just it will just be absolutely devastating like literally i'm getting emotional even just thinking about you know that is my that's my weekend office that's where that's where i go to um you know release and <sighs> such a good question such a good yeah, question it's, it's, such a good question i don't know where i don't know where the whole culture is going to go I think it's going to be so bad if there's no pubs and clubs for people to go to and just, and it, it's also, it's not even just about going to party. You meet so many different people. And that is something that I'm such an extrovert person. Like I need to go out at the weekend and meet new faces and be around all my friends. And to have that stripped back, has been such a struggle because you don't like, like Davino said, we, we, our girl gang is because we've met people like Sam's met them in Ibiza and now we're absolutely community. And if, okay. it, if it wasn't for this community that we've created within ourselves, that's what keeps us going during like, if, if one of us is down, we're yeah. all on it. We're all sending the some flowers squad. or something. So, yeah, literally like, yeah. and we owe the dance floor to that. So to ha if, if it's gone, a scary thought. I mean, it's in our DNA as human beings to go to the pub, to go out for dinner, to go out raving, you know, to go on holiday and party. It's it's just in our DNA. It's just it's it's like the first days of the Bible. Do you know what I mean? It's like page <laughs> one. It's page one. Like music is just it's tequila. So <laughs> it's so important. I mean, I I do love a you know a um you know a quiz on zoom and i do love a twitch party but it's but just you know like, what it is i just want to go out for dinner i want a really boozy dinner with my girls that's what i, I love to do and even restaurants there's so many restaurants now that aren't opening their doors again and it, it's so oh it's just horrible it's horrible yeah. That's it. Obviously, yes. we're focusing on on a kind of clubs and venues, but it's a whole hospitality industry. You Absolutely, know, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that definitely. people will be could probably be doing a podcast about restaurants, who are yeah. probably more qualified than us to talk about them. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's That's it's a whole it. industry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Literally as a whole, yeah, it's just. Um... You know, but I do feel like there's kind of light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, can it go on for two years? I mean, there'd be. I a don't, do you know what it is? We we. The events industry and the hospitality industry bring in something ridiculous like £1.3 billion into the economy every single year. Yeah. And I just don't get how they're not trying to find better ways for us to remain open because that's where like that's where people go. It's just there's so much money to be made there for the government, not even for us, but like to generate revenue for the government. I just don't get why they're not helping it get open a lot sooner. It's just turn us to like reskill and stuff. It's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> some, some of the madness that's come out of Downing Street is, is just yeah. crazy. <laughs> crazy. It does feel like it, it's an industry that is being hit particularly hard by Massively. regulations. Massively. 
Yeah. yeah. And I and I don't know why. Like I just I I don't know why. I mean, it's you know most of the people in government are old farts and probably just don't you know have any appreciation for music culture or, or any of those things. Because if they did, they'd be approaching it completely different. Like I get it. We can't go, you know, we can't be in herds of people. I get that. Um, but you know, let's set these nightclubs up like Egg to have, you know temperature tests as you walk in um you know sanitizers everywhere there's one there was a club that we were going to be working with actually jess and i um back end of last year where they were introducing you have to kind of like walk through a walkway and then you're kind of sprayed with it's like a not disinfector that sounds very strange but they've got them now in a lot of clubs i think there was, I think if they've got them in America and Dubai and so other countries are like feels like yeah. 10 steps ahead of the UK right now and we, yeah. it's like they're not even trying anything it's nuts but yeah, there was I, one thing last year they shut all of our pubs on this mad curfew but kept the one open in Parliament until like three in the morning If it, and it wasn't until somebody got in there like the press that that, that was even exposed it's just one rule for us and another yeah. for, for the other it, it sucks I just think, I just think, you know, the the clubs could open like fifty to seventy percent and still actually, you know, pay everyone's wages, pay the bills, you know, keep the doors open. Um, but then, you know, they haven't just got, they can't just magic money out of thin air. So the government no. should, you know, invest a little bit in because it all goes back through taxes and VATs into their pockets anyway. So, yeah, I just and really I, I hope that we don't see clubs shut like in, you know, this year because that will just be devastating. I mean, we already lost so many clubs like um, the Ends, Canvas, the Key, Term Mills. We already lost all of those clubs. 10 plus years ago when the council came in and ripped the clubs down and built up residential areas, you know, and that, I, I remember how sad everyone was when that happened. That's what worries me that's going to happen ago, again. Yeah. Because yeah. the council have been, how long have they been trying to close ministry because of the location yeah. for it? They've, that, that's been an ongoing thing for years, yeah. as long as I've been going to that club. So I feel like it's a really worrying time where people are going to actually have to think about selling the land because they can't, physically afford to keep it open and feel like the government are just there like waiting like yes we've got the space now and it's just yeah it's worrying very worrying well that's it this wasn't an easy industry before covid this was no. an industry that was sort of struggling in that respect it was yeah. a perfectly viable business industry but it was struggling sure. from external factors already and this has kind yeah. of just made that 10 times worse yeah yeah i just i feel like we're experts in crowd management. So if anyone's going to be able to navigate their way through managing crowds and keeping it safe, then it's going to be us. So let us have the chance to to look after people and still be able to party in, in the right way. Yeah. yeah. Sam Devine, Jess Bays, thank you guys so much for coming on this episode. It's really, really good to talk to you both. Thank you for having us. One final question. Five years from now, how are we going to look back at 2020 2021 it's going to be a myth it's going to be such a myth like literally, a laugh. <laughs> yeah yeah literally it's just going to be like memes for days like or memes for days it's just yeah i i, th I mean the thing is i've actually taken really really positives from this so i'm actually going to look back on it and go you know that was the year that i you know uh, set up my you know the online 
lives and Twitch and radio shows and all this. So I've actually like, you know, self-development. So I'm, you know, I'm looking back on this time as a very positive thing. But in five years time, I think it'd just be like, oh, what? COVID, what? I hope so. Because I think when we get back to the clubs, everyone would just be like so consumed by it. I think you'll kind of forget, unless obviously, you, you know, you've lost someone dearly to you. Um, you could, I think most people would just be like, oh my God, that was just a crazy point in time. You know, we've had crazy points in time loads before with like wars and you know know, that's what it kind of feels like we're living through i feel like we're living through an invisible war where we can't see the enemy and it's it's quite terrifying and and do you know what we're probably going to be that part in the history where in in 20 years time when kids are learning about it in school they're going to be like did that actually happen in your houses for nine months yeah so yeah i just i can't wait for the future i'm just now the vaccine's here i know people are a little bit dubious of it but it's what's going to give us the future so i feel like just roll it out take yeah. it on the chin if you've got to have it to travel so yeah. be it i hate injections so i'm going to fight it every corner because i don't like needles <laughs> but i feel like just just accept what's happening and then hopefully the future will be bright yes agreed right thanks guys so much for coming on to thanks for having us ben big ups babe to everyone watching at home, uh, Egg is, you know, in a pretty desperate situation. If you can spare anything, there is a crowdfunder. We are running it. The link is below this video. If you can spare any donations, do it, head do to it, the link do it, below. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it.